All right. So welcome to the Tech Lead Tuesday. This is your Los Angeles rush hour morning drive conference call. It's a foggy Tuesday, February 26, 2019. I'm Michael Rice, your community organizer. This call is just one of many things we do, and the purpose of this call is really twofold. One, to give new or prospective members a sense of what our community is all about. And then two, to give you an update on the community and something useful or actionable for you to bring to your own leadership this week or even today. Hopefully this call is time, so it's before most people's mornings meeting, mornings, morning meetings, and something you can listen into while you're in the car, the metro here in LA, or standing in line at Randy's Donuts. So let's start the usual way by restating the vision for the community. Like I said, this call is one ceremony of the Tech Lead Coaching Network for those interested in the tech lead role in software engineering or related industries. You could be interested in the community network for any number of reasons. Three of them may be you want to become a tech lead or two, you are a tech lead and want to get better and or contribute some of your experiences or ideas to the community. Or three, maybe you manage tech leads and want to help them grow or contribute your own experiences as a more senior leader to the community. So my dream is that this will be a supportive place where we can help each other, we can learn from others, or help pull each other, pull each other up, or both. They're both enriching experiences. And I got to wake up. I, I was like, I did not get much sleep last night. <laughs> so the exact form of that, for now anyway, is through workshops, which is where the meetup group came from and how most of you found this call, and our growing peer-to-peer coaching network, among other opportunities. You can play a part in the network. You can dial in and be a lurker like you probably are now, listen on the podcast, read our weekly emails, and you can, you can be a tech lead and help your coach grow. Or you can be a coach. You can play a part. It's all free and open source. I just got an alert that my internet's a little flaky, so sorry if you guys can't hear me very well. But I am recording, so should catch up. Um, so let's do a new member and network update. Um, right now, um, we're up a few new members on the meetup group. So we stand now at 190. Um, we've, but we've also got a fair amount of activity outside the meetup group. So I think we picked up maybe two or three members. This group is interesting. It's, it's kind of a slow growth group, but I think that's good. I think the people that, we've, that we're picking up on the meetup group tend to be a little bit more engaged or a little more focused on it than you know, just say signing up for the South Bay happy hour (laughs) or tech happy hour where there's like thousands of members. And excuse me, I'm sorry. I went to one of those meetups, the uh, maybe around right before the holidays and it was just crazy. It was like so many people and it was just very unfocused. And I don't know, I met a lot of people, but I can't say that I've met, made very useful contacts. So I think this group seems to be a little focused. So I'm, I'm hopeful. So let me give you a readout on where we are for full transparency on other stuff too. So you have some ideas about how, where you can contribute if you want. And so you feel confident moving, you feel confident that we're moving in the right direction, considering this is such a new community. So the biggest update I actually have for you is from the weekend. Uh, My family was out of town all weekend. So I got a chance to just sit there and grind on material. So the new techleadcoaching.com website is up. I've got a first draft of a guide for tech leads and a guide for um, coaches. There's um, in the first few pages of it, I think are pretty well constructed, (laughs) but then you're going to find lots of typos and maybe even some broken links in there. So the coaching materials, you'll find a link on the document itself on the documents. 
to the GitHub repo. So if you, um, if you got a moment, you could like click through, if you want to submit an issue for something like glaring that you see wrong or, you know, feel free to send pull requests to this is, this really is a, an open source group. So, so the documents are like an easy way to make those contributions. Um, so like I said, on this meetup group, this is the place where we focus more on workshops and happy hours and stuff like, like that. Um, it's where this call is hosted. I just want to make a reminder to the people on the call and also to anybody listening to the recording that I know we're going to do in-person meetups, but it's um, we really need to get to a critical mass of people before scheduling another in-person session um, or at least a commitment from a, a, a certain number of people for like a lunch or like a mastermind call or something just because, you know, I feel like here in LA, if, um, if we schedule a meetup and nobody shows up, then it, it, I don't know, it just doesn't, it's not a good experience so that people show up for one and two, then they don't show up again. <laughs> so, um, because the group is growing pretty slowly, I think it's going to take a while before we get to that point. So I don't know. I'll float some ideas out there over the next few weeks. I think it would be a good idea to, to maybe hand select a few people that want to actually meet in person for like a, a lunch, something that's geographically good. And that way, um, I don't know, that way we can build a little more in-person community versus just these calls. A um, little update on the coaching network. We have a few more people I'm following up with from a few weeks ago. Um, and we've got um, a few new inbound people that are looking for coaching. Um, actually just got one literally an hour ago. So that's kind of exciting. And that's on the new website. So at least I know it works. And another really big update is for whatever reason, I thought this would be a good week to start doing some podcasting. I, I'm not a podcaster guy. And it sounds a little counterintuitive, but I thought if I have if I have to put up a somewhere between five and eight minute segment every day, it would basically put enough pressure on me to make sure I stay focused and keep this community growing. Because right now it's kind of me doing it, so I don't mind. I like it, but um, I think these uh, the little podcasts they they all have like little insights, and some of them I think are super clever. Some are not so awesome. Um, and the audio, I. If you haven't listened to them, you'd be all right waiting another week or so until we get it all worked out, okay? But it, it, I think it's good stuff. And we actually have quite a few listens and quite a bit of engagement. So that's pretty shocking. I, did, I figured it was like too late to enter the podcasting game, but, but it, I don't know. Maybe it's not. All right. So with that, let's focus on the topic of the week. This is the one that we talked about last week. And um, the idea is just it's something that this is more like a thinking one i think than than an actual actionable one for you in the short term and it's a new, kind of a new topic for me as well and the idea is on focusing on process over outcomes or process over goals so i'm just going to walk through it like i said it's kind of a new concept for me so um i might botch certain concepts or certain pieces of it if you're familiar with the construct please let me know where I got it wrong, but I want to, I just want to put it in your guys' head this week and see what you think. So obviously all of us have probably gone through the annual goal setting process at our companies or where we used to work or, or have worked where we have to write goals for ourselves. Right. And sometimes they're even smart, right? S M A R T. You know how it goes. It's like specific, measurable, actionable. I can't even remember the other two parts, but it's, it's something like that. And I think it's fair to say that almost all of us have had it pounded into us that we should be results driven. Um, I used to see that on LinkedIn um, profiles all over the place. I think I still do. And I, I, I think I might've actually put results driven on my own resume at one point. 
And so this is like something we really emphasize what we do for our employers. But there's kind of a, maybe it's not a new school of thought, but it's something that maybe just like is crossing my radar more so than it used to. Um, And it's the idea that being goal-driven, at least in our personal lives, might be the wrong place to put our attention. And so I want to like think about how that plays out in our professional lives as tech leads. But let's explore where it is, what it means just kind of generally. So some of the problems with focusing on goals or outcomes, right? And so we do work and then we expect something to happen because of it. The problem, some of the problems that if you look out there, and I'll post some of the links to some of the articles I thought were a little bit better than others. Um, one of the main problems is it makes your day-to-day work kind of lame, right? <laughs> like you, you're not, you're so focused on the outcome that all the stuff you have to do is just something you have to fight through to get to the result. And so I, I thought I'd share an example of, of my life. Um, for whatever reason, well, I mean, not, I know what the reason is, but I really, really, really want a brand new Toyota Land Cruiser. After tax, that's like a $100,000 car. <laughs> and, and, and it's a terrible choice for the environment. I know it probably gets like 10 miles to the gallon. And it's like, I hardly even need one. It's not like I'll ever, 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 ever take it off road. I'm like a city at the most, a beach guy. But I've always, always, always wanted a Land Cruiser. So it's, it's a pretty strong image in my head. But if I think about, if all I think about is that reward, then all I have, all the work I have to do to buy it or to like keep up with those monthly payments, all those hours I have to spend working, all the, you know, personal compromises I have to make in my career to get that stable paycheck so I can make the car payment. It's just work, right? Work, work, work. And my head really isn't in the day-to-day. It's focused on that outcome, getting the car, making the payment, getting the new model the next time it comes out. And so, you know, when I'm thinking about that outcome, there's some downsides besides just not liking the work. Number one is I'm going to be fairly conservative in my approach and how I get there, right? If there aren't clear payoffs to what I'm going to do, isn't, if it's not clear that some action I'm going to take today is going to contribute money or might, might the risk might outset or, or, um, outweigh the, the upside, then it might blow up my whole plan to get my land cruise and I'm, I'm going to be risk averse, right? And I'm also not then open to the idea that maybe there's a better outcome from all that work than this, than this like 10 to 12 mile per gallon gas guzzler, right? That I've just always thought I wanted. And the truth is, I've, I think I've only driven one once or twice. Third, the outcome that I'm focusing on has a lot of factors that are external to my control, right? Like, I don't know how much you guys follow the Land Cruiser, but Toyota actually discontinued it for a really long time. They just only brought it back recently, I think. Um, so, you know, by the time I'm ready to buy one, they, they might cancel it anyway, right? And then I don't get my outcome. And then um, fourth, I think I'm on number four, focusing on either the car, on whether I get the car or not, right, the outcome, it makes it really hard for me to be happy or engaged in the moment because it becomes this binary thing in the way that I can't be happy unless I'm driving to Phil's in my Land Cruiser, right? So I'm not happy until that moment happens. And I know this is probably you guys have like thought about all this in your personal lives, but I just kind of want to restate some of the, some of the, some of the risks of being uh, goal driven. So finally, it also um, ignores the fact that hitting my goal only makes life better. And remember, I'm talking about my personal life right at the moment for a moment, right? So pretty soon, you know how it is, you get the Land Cruiser and it's just another thing I have in my life. So 
those are some of the risks of the goal. So let's talk about how it applies to or the risks of being goal-driven. So let's turn to our tech lead roles. And there are two ways I want to try to think through how this would play out. You know, this idea that maybe focusing on how we do things and getting engaged, getting more excited about the process and the outcomes could impact your career as a tech lead. And then also kind of think through how it could impact you know, your results for your team. And so the, let's take the first one first. So applying it to your career. Um, as I was, I think it's a super cool topic. It's a really interesting thought, but um, especially when I thought of it and proposed it last week, but in digging into it, I think it's really the, the dichotomy between process and goals is, is really probably more appropriate for senior managers because um, not, I mean, not individually, but like organizationally, because the truth is like as a tech lead of most companies, you're probably really locked into this goal driven mode, right? I mean, you have, you have projects, you have commitments, deadlines, schedules. I know it's, we're in an agile world where we're not supposed to be focusing so much on that stuff, but, but I think in reality, we really do, right? You're going to make that sprint. You got to hit you know, your commitment, your commit points for the, for the sprint. You have to do all this. Um, maybe you're doing safe, like the scaled agiles and agile process, and you've got all these like other framework and heavyweight stuff on top of it. Um, agile notwithstanding, I think we're still spending a lot of time talking about goals and outcomes. Um, and I know when I was a tech lead, I certainly felt a lot of that day-to-day pressure and that heat to make, just to make some results. So the perspective could be helpful for you even if you're not a senior manager or senior lead at your company, because I, I thought of two things that I think taking that approach and looking at it in your career could be useful for you. And one, I think if you kind of remember that the new, that a lot of people are starting to think this different way might create some space in your head. So it might relax you a little bit in that if you don't hit the goal, you know, whatever goal has been given to you probably externally, right? Even if you, as a tech lead, you help scope out some schedule you know, like the, your senior manager holding you to that schedule. Um, it, it's external to you, right? And if you m- miss the goal, you know, obviously it's going to sting a little bit, but I think if you can kind of keep in mind that there's like new ways of thinking that maybe there's a better way to do this, that it won't hurt so much that you miss the goal. Cause I know I, I never liked missing my goals. And secondly, I think there are ways that you can apply the, this process versus goals approach in your day-to-day career individually, right? And I think this is probably the, one of the more powerful ones and the ones that we would focus our coaches on thinking about with tech leads is, um, you know, focusing on how you show up each day, right? Like, like what did you want to get done today? Not, not goal-driven, but like, what, how did you want to get the work done? What did you want to do better? How can you do it better tomorrow? You know, that way I think work doesn't feel like such a grind. It's not something you just have to go do, but it's something you're more engaged with. And I know, like I said, this is getting a little off the, the tech lead um, tips and tricks I want to offer on these podcasts, but I, I do think it's valuable, right? Like I think like your mindset as a tech lead is super important because you, you've, you've gone away from just writing code and going in and picking up cards and, and having things compiled to actually needing to put some some a different kind of energy and, and effort into the role than you used to. 
So I think staying, you know, keeping your mindset and I think anything that can help your mindset with this stuff will help a little bit. And maybe you'll have to go try to hit some more goals at a, again at a different company if it doesn't work, right? But that's okay because you're just going to keep working on developing your leadership. So, so I think those two things maybe make this useful for you in your day-to-day work. So let's turn and then apply it to your team. And I think if you look, this is, I, I think I first came across the process versus goals thing um, from sports. I'm not, a, I'm not a big sports guy. I don't follow sports at all. But I do kind of, I'm obviously very interested in like the coaching and how they organize teams. And so there's a guy named Nick Saban, who's, um, you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably know a lot more about him than I do, but he's one of the most successful coaches in college history. Um, And Saban has this thing he calls the process. And it's, it's very much like what I described for you. It's for him, I think, Obviously, winning or losing, that's what they do, right? Every day, the goal is to win. Or not every day, but every game, the goal is to win. But they focus less on whether they're winning and losing while they're doing the training and doing the work, the day-to-day work of getting to those goals than they do on the mindset of the players, the actual work product they're doing and their training, et cetera. So I think, I think that's super powerful and something you can really bring to your team in terms of like, how is the code being written? You know, are, are you following craftsmanship principles? Are you, is the code getting better from sprint to sprint or day to day, right? Like, I think that's, that's the kind of activity you could have as a tech lead that could at least get you a little bit out of this goal-driven mindset and the, the feeling that like, you like desperately have to hit all your commit points for the sprint <laughs> or, or you're like a failure as a tech lead, right? Like there's another way of thinking about it. Um, and another way of thinking about that is you know, if you're kind of goal-driven and you really want to win all the time as a tech lead, um, one thing to think about, I, I saw this quote that I thought was super powerful. He said, look, winners and losers both have the same goal, right? It's not the goal that differentiates whether you're going to succeed or fail, whether the products are going to be successful or whether the, the company delivers what it needs or ships code faster or whatever. Both the winners and the losers had the same goal probably. So it's the process that you follow every day that helps you, you know, consistently win more often or, or accomplish what you're trying to accomplish more often. If you took the goal away and you still focused on the process, it's very likely you're still going to win. And so while you can't remove goals from being, you know, thunked on your team any more than Nick Saban can play sports without, you know, there being a winner and loser in each game, you can change your team's focus at least a little bit. And so uh, like I said, I'll share some of the links that I thought were pretty interesting on this. There's a, um, if you really want to watch, Nick Saban has a YouTube video that's, I'm not sure if you, at, at the level you're at, if you're listening to this, if it will be impactful, but I'll share the link. And it, it you know, as, as somebody who was a, like an engineering manager, I thought it was super impressive. So I'll share it, see what you guys have to say about it. We don't have too many people on the call today, so I don't expect much discussion, but um but I would love to hear from you um, via email or through our meetup group um, discussion boards or, or however you can reach me. I'm pretty easy to find. So with that, I'll pause and just see if anybody on the call has any, any thoughts about this. Um, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a strange topic <laughs> and being so busy over the weekend with um, putting the new guide out and, um, and deciding that I wanted to do some podcasting over the week. It's, um, it's not as well thought out as I wanted it to be, but I think, I do think it could be, could be useful for you. 
So I'll pause there and see if anybody has anything to say. This is Andre here. I definitely agree with that. I, the times that I've concentrated on the process of doing stuff has made me do more stuff and made me achieve more things. So getting to more goals and also doing so with better quality. So I think even though it's kind of tough to do that, to make that mental switch, to think about the process, uh, once you do it, it's so much better, um, you know, and I'm still trying to get better at that. So that just my two cents there. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Do you find that, um, like when I, I think I've done it without really realizing I did it. Like I, when I got really into the software craftsmanship stuff, I started to enjoy writing code just kind of like for the act of writing code, right? Like it kind of made my day to day a little bit better. Like, does it, do you feel like not only you're more effective, but like you kind of like going to work a little bit better when you do it that way? Yeah. I mean, I also see it applied to not just software. It's just anything I do in my day, even on the weekend, like you were saying, you had a busy weekend. If I write out a schedule, for example, and try to follow that schedule, that's kind of like working on the process, right? That helps me get more stuff done. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, Okay, so I think that's it for today. Um, next topic, I don't really have one, so I'm, I'll float some ideas through the discussion board. Um, I think there's like a survey tool. I need to like figure out how to do that. So, if, or worst case scenario, I'll do something like Google Docs and try to think it, see if we can get some engagement partly just through voting on some different topics. And if we don't get the topic you want, then we, we can use it to kind of build a backlog of ideas. So, and you can always re email me and we will do the next, our next call same time next week, 8 a.m. Uh, left coast time, um, same Zoom link it turns out. Um, you are free to email me and I'll send you a calendar invite for um, Zoom. So it shows up in your calendar with the, with the handy links. And thank you for spending some time with me this morning and remember to share with others in your community or at least keep us in mind to do so as we grow and develop. So thanks for calling in, guys. Okay, thanks, Michael. And thanks, Alan. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> okay, see you next time. All right, bye. Bye. See you, Andre. Yeah, that was great, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> little off the beaten track, but, you know. I just yeah, I, no, I, I, reading about it was kind of interesting for me. I was like, that's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah, and it's funny. I just talked to my girlfriend about it this weekend as well. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, I'll edit this stuff out, so. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. guys, have a good week. You too, man. All right, see ya.